Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. This heat is making me so tired. The seat is? Heat. Oh, heat. Is it even that hot today? What's the temperature? I haven't stopped sweating for the past like two hours. It's only 83 degrees. That's hot. For who? In this house? It's not 83 degrees in the house. It's like 60. It was before I turned the AC on. 69 degrees. Well, you are in the bathroom for like six hours. I was trimming my body hair. Yeah, well, that's going to make you hot because you probably put your legs up on the walls, getting that booty hole, that taint. No, I left the butt this time. Why? Because it's still really short from last time. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever gotten your butt waxed? Mm-hmm. And would you recommend it? No. Mm. No, because it's like so much money for the same shit that you could do. How do you trimming. how do you trim your butt? Uh, you need to turn your phone off. That's um, really rude. I how do I trim it? Yeah, I just use the really soft end of the trimmer, like the it's like the rounded end. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. I should cut my butt hair. Is it long? I mean, it's there. Hmm. It's not that long. It's like three inches. That's long. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ew. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Brian. I'm Shane. And you're listening to Fruit Snacks. Oh, that was bad. Roll it up now. This week, you guys, uh, Shane and I are just going to start with the traditional fruit roll up and kind of catch up. Yes, we do live together, but no, we haven't seen each other in a long time. I've been busy going back to work. Shane's been kind of doing a career move. And we really haven't seen each other that often. Um, I feel like yeah. after your birthday, we kind of like went two different ways. Yeah. Well, um, you went to Utah and I stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to around the house? Um, Figuring out my life because I am officially no longer a flight attendant. As of today, right? No, as of a few days ago. Wasn't today the well, last day? Well, August 1st is my separation date, uh-huh. but the decision was final as of July 28th. Oh, shit. August 1st, you guys, just for reference of when we're recording this, it's tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, I, I guess I still have one more day, but it's weird. I'm employed, but I'm not. Yeah. How does that feel? Um, I felt fine the first, like, three weeks that I submitted that decision. Yeah. But our company was kind enough to give us, like, a two- or three-week rescind option. So, like, during those two or three weeks, I could be like, never mind. I changed my mind. I want to stay. Um. And during that, I was like, no, I'm making the right decision. And then in the last, like, three hours, I had a panic attack, and I made, like, a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm still making the right decision. But it was just the the idea that there was suddenly this, like, countdown that was, like, stressing me right. out. And I didn't like that. Right. So I re- started rewatching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> just to get that emotional release. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what is, like, plan, plan, uh, I don't even want to say plan B. It's your plan A, but what's your plan next? Um, so I don't want to, like talk too much about details because i don't want to have to follow up if something doesn't work out yeah. but i do um now girl foresee here, something in the we future gotta, we gotta manifest this yeah no i'm manifesting it okay. just not on the podcast um but i i do see like a future back within nonprofits because i had been there once before um but just at a higher level so mm-hmm. everything was very entry level for me when i first started in nonprofits with like hiv counseling um and within like the ally community So this time around, I want to jump into something that would be like the next level up, so to speak, Mm. within an organization or organizations that I care about. And I sort of have like a, I have meetings set up within those organizations in the next week. Um, 
So I'll definitely keep everybody updated, but I just want to like wait on names and lists. Right. Yeah. Um, without giving detail as to what you're doing, mm-hmm. what is the next step for you? Like when are meetings and stuff for that? Um, I actually have my next one, my first one on Tuesday. So in like four days. Mm. Um, and then this week I've been in talks with somebody at a different organization who's been helping me with like, uh, so this person works at the organization and he has like a full list of all the open jobs, um, because he gets them as like emails. Mm-hmm. And so he's been helping me, like, sort of figure out which ones would work best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next step, I sent, I just sent him my resume. So the next step would be, like, tweaking my resume so that he can forward it to, like, HR. I can mm-hmm. use him as a reference and sort of cross that oh, way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, it seems like you got good resources to, like, get to that next step. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I made this decision sort of... I wouldn't say with no plan, but with nothing set up. Girl, you love doing that fucking shit. You love Dive to just first. like trash everything that's going on and be like, here we go. <laughs> well, I think everything was kind of trashed on its own. I don't think I trashed. I don't think anything was trashed. I just think mentally you thought it was trashed. I think it's trashed. You think so? You literally just got a warning letter for a furlough. Yeah, but that's just like, like legally they have to send that out, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. And even if you get furloughed, who gives a shit? Then I find myself in the same position that I'm in Yeah, but right at now. least you have an option to come back if you need to. But, like, the decision for me was a furlough would last over a year, and I'm not going to pick up, like, well, a job me, that I don't want in that totally. year's time. Let me be clear. I'm not, like, saying this to you to be like, you made the wrong decision, because I think you no, obviously I know, know I didn't. best. But I'm just saying, like, in, in reference to, like, uh, habits, you love doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so, I think for yeah. me, it's like, I... I like to like have my foot on one side of the bridge before I step mm-hmm. over just to make sure the bridge falls. I totally. want to make sure I can still step back and be like, you know what? Let's see if we can find another bridge. But you're like, the bridge looks fine to me. You start mm-hmm. sprinting right across. Yeah, it it might be crumbling, but you're like hopping, trying to get out of the, yeah. the ravine. Yeah. But I, it's just a different way to attack life. But I don't think either one is, or one is better than the other. For sure. I think one just mentally probably gives you more ease than the mm-hmm. other. But that obviously is different for each of us, yeah. both of us too. What yeah. else? That's it. Um, what's new with me? So I just got back from Zion like a week ago and went straight back into work mm-hmm. flying. Um, Zion was actually a really good trip. It was nice to get away. Yeah. Um, me and Chikara both were kind of like scared and everyone kind of knew like they would be like, are you guys going to survive this trip? Because me and him are both very headstrong. But I think we also knew what kind of trip it was going into it. Yeah. And I was like letting him take the reins because it was more mainly his idea. Um, but we had a really good time. And I think the best part of the trip was honestly driving. Like every day we drove far. Mm. It took us about eight hours. Or no, that's a lie. It took us about seven hours to get to Zion. And then when we went to Arizona day two, um, that was like a two-hour drive yeah. there and two-hour drive back. So we had like a ton of time. And you know that book of questions? We started mm-hmm. with that and then we got over that and we started asking questions that we found online. And it was so nice to like rehash things that had been issues in our past. And what mm-hmm. I really appreciate about me. Like and Ch- each of your own individual past or your with each other. friendship? Okay. Our friendship. Yeah. And we uncovered a lot of things that like we get frustrated with each other as well as things that like we appreciate. And I think it really did like strengthen our bond, which was really nice. Um, Cause I feel like with friends, like, you don't really have that conversation only unless like a situation pushes you into that mm-hmm. direction. So it was nice to like just, just willing, willingly be like, hey, I want to talk to you about how you are as a friend and stuff. So to get that feedback was nice. Um, it almost felt therapeutic, actually. 
Um, so I went to Zion. I've been flying. There's been plenty of fucking Karens on board. I just posted on my fucking uh, Instagram last night because uh-huh. I worked first class. And this lady was like being so ridiculous because we can't have ice on board because yeah. it is like not we can't have anything that's exposed. So everything has to be sealed. Right. And she wanted rosé and our rosé comes in a can now uh-huh. um, and, or a bottle. But this this particular flight was in a can. And uh, she asked for ice. And I was like, oh, we don't have ice. Sorry. I was like, I can check to see if we have ice, but we don't. I, I'm almost 100% sure we don't. And she's like, okay. And then I come back and I'm like, yeah, sorry, we don't have ice. She's like, that's weird because on my other flight they had ice. I was like, yeah, well, this flight they didn't give us ice. Sorry, it's not like I'm trying to not give you ice, bitch. If there's ice and you want to run that risk, I will give you all the ice you want. Contract whatever you want for your (laughs) rosé, but I will give you motherfucking ice. Uh And so then she's like, okay. And so then I come back and I'm like, is everything good here? She's like, well, ice would have been nice. And I was like, yeah, unfortunately. And I said it again, like being polite. And, you know, as you're walking away, you're like literally rolling your eyes. And then I was like, can I get you something else to drink? She's like, well, I would want another rosé, but you don't have ice. So, and I was like, okay, so is that a yes or a no? Do you want another drink or not? She's like, well, ice would be nice. And I was like, yeah, ice would be nice, but maybe on your next flight they'll have ice. Do you want a rosé or no? Like, bitch, answer my fucking question. Um, Granted, the way I'm saying it probably wasn't the way it came out. But in my head, I was like, this dumb fucking bitch. Like, I'm really good at being fake. So on the plane, she thought I probably was her best friend. But I was, like, so irritated. And then I was, like, telling the crew in the back just to, like, let off some steam of venting. And (laughs) they came up and they were like, oh, my God, this bitch asked me four times for ice. As if we're, like, hiding ice from her. Like, she could get it out of one of you and not the others. Literally. Yeah. And what was the kicker was, like, she's like, oh, my best friend's husband is a pilot for you guys. So she knows, like, how it goes. And I was like, I wondered if she was, like, a non-rev. Yeah, She wasn't. No, but just – and that was – I'm not even going to go into detail because I don't want to make it a fruit fly. But literally, that was one of six things that I had an encounter with this lady. And I was like – and, like, she fit the Karen mold completely. (laughs) And she had, like, a straw hat on, so I'm assuming she was going somewhere vacationing. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, I can't. I cannot. Somebody wore a straw hat but, on a flight? Yeah. That sounds. She kind of seemed a little bit drunk, um, oh. but I don't know. I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, this job really. You don't really... care in anymore? <laughs> I don't care in anymore, yes. Um, but after we get done with this recording, I think I want to go get my nose pierced. Do it. The only thing, okay, this is a few things. We can't have our nose pierced as flight attendants because you can't have facial piercings. But the kicker is we wear a mask the entire time we're on the plane. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, fuck, that will give me enough time to let it heal. And if I need to take it out or whatever and, like, not have one while I fly, I think, I don't think we're, like, getting rid of masks anytime soon. I agree. So I was like, yeah, let me get my nose I don't think they would be able to tell you that you can't wear one anytime in the next, like, six to nine months. Oh, 100%. I think even a year, if you you don't feel safe, Mm -hmm. they probably won't require it anymore, but you can still do it. So I think I'm going to do that. But I want something that's, like, extremely small, like, really small, but I'm worried that I won't find something like that. Because, you know, like, when you get piercings, you have to have, like, starter jewelry. Oh, right. And it's always, like, the most fugly-ass shit. So if it looks fugly, I'm not going to do it, but we'll see. I want it, like, really small. Where's open that's piercing right now? So that's another thing. I was, like, calling around. When I was in Zion, we stopped in Vegas. And I was like, I was like, Jakar, let's get piercings. And mm. he was thinking about getting one. And He they, wanted a nose piercing? He didn't want a nose He does want his nose pierced. But um, he's, I don't know why he's waiting, actually. Because he's had his nose pierced, like, three times. But he yeah. wanted his cartilage pierced. Oh. And um, I called ahead to see if we could just do a walk-in. And they were like, oh, we can't pierce anything under the mask. Which makes sense, uh-huh. considering the current climate. And so then I 
um, called people in LA to see if once we get home, we can do it. And of course, LA is worse because Vegas is like way open, but LA is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said they couldn't because X, Y, and Z. But then I like posted on my Instagram story, like, can anyone do it? And people were like, yeah, I can do it. I watched Parent Trap. I'm like, okay, but- no. <laughs> but some people were like, no, like stores are open. Like uh, one of our friends said that their girlfriend got their septum pierced a couple days ago at a place in Westminster. So I was like, oh, maybe I could go there. Um, But I think maybe they're just doing it based off of like their own standards as far as how comfortable Mm. each studio feels. Interesting. I would think it was like a mandated thing, but as is like piercing places are pretty sterile as is. Um, So I feel like they would just ask you like, have you had any symptoms? Have you Mm -hmm. been around? You know, like those precautionary things before you do it. Um, but I feel comfortable getting it done and I'm sure if I find someone who feels comfortable getting it done, I would do it. It just depends on the jewelry. Though. Yeah. I've, I've seen places like that, like smaller boutiques or salons opening, but everything's outside now. So yeah. like I got a message from my eyebrow threading place and they're like, we're open for limited services outside. And yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, and then I went to a UPS store yesterday and it was right next to a nail salon and they were doing nails outside. Yeah. It was so weird. Everyone's moving outside, which is great for California because yeah, we could literally nice. do that year round and it's not bad because it doesn't really rain here. It might be yeah. a little chilly in the winter, but not hard. But I love, have you been to 2nd Street recently? Mm-hmm. So in Long Beach, 2nd Street is like a staple. It's just like a line of restaurants and shops. But yeah. every restaurant is now putting like um, their, their restaurants outside on the parking spaces. And it totally gives me like, European vibes, like yeah. walking around. It feels so nice. It is a little bit hectic. And I don't, it is, yeah. I don't feel like it's very safe um, as far as distancing wise, but mm-hmm. it feels like some sort of normalcy, which is nice. Yeah, that's what New York is right now, too. Oh, really? Everything's yeah, outside. everything can open, but there can't be any indoor stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the restaurants have pushed outside that way. Mm. Yeah. Well, I like it. Yeah, me too. For this episode, um, I figured listening to our podcast, <laughs> I feel like it's getting a little bit heavy, um, yeah. which is not a bad thing. I, I think it's important to talk about things that feel um, passionate towards us, like or we feel passionate towards, like yeah. education or Black Lives Matter or just things that like racism and all that stuff. But I figured let's take a motherfucking break from all of that and talk about something that is completely silly. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is going to be completely stupid, but I told Shane, like, let's make a list of things that now that we look back as adults, we said, wow, that was gay. <laughs> and this is like the smallest stuff. And this was inspired. Um, I thought of this idea because, um, again, going to Zion, me and Takara were like listening to music and I re- we were like being nostalgic and listening to all these old tunes. And I was like, oh my God, I remember this. I remember that. I remember that. And I was, we were both sharing stories and we we're like, wow, we were both like extremely gay, but mm-hmm. we weren't out. So it was just funny that we had that experience. Yeah. And so many things matched up between the two of us. Yet I grew up all the way in Korea and uh-huh. England and he grew up here in California. And yet because we're both gay, like naturally yeah, we were shared into this. Experience. Exactly. Yeah. It was so weird. So I was like, this would be a fun experiment to see what makes you gay? <laughs> so like when people are like, I didn't know you were gay. These are some things that told you I'm gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to start us off? We'll just have like a free form conversation. Uh, yeah. So um, when I was really, I was thinking to like earlier memories and I always remember wanting to be 
so I'm the oldest of four, uh-huh. and there's a four year gap between me and the sibling beneath right below me. you. Um, so my mom and I shared a lot of like alone time before the next sibling came along. But even with that said, I always spent so much of my childhood like in the kitchen with my mom, like listening in on her phone conversations, or like we would stay up late at night and like watch Nick at night together. Like <laughs> I would watch Roseanne or I Dream of Jeannie or like I Love Lucy or whatever. Um, but that carried into into so many relationships with moms. Uh-huh. Like I remember being at my dance studio and I got along better with the dance moms at like 12 years old than I did the girls I was dancing with. <laughs> um, as if like dancing wasn't gay enough, but I was always like in on the goss and like <laughs> catching up with the moms and being like, Oh my God, how is she doing in school? Like as if so I was just as adult. So true. I was years ahead of my time, obviously, but I think that's like a symbolism of, gay mindset <laughs> it's so true yeah i would do the same like having like um sleepovers with the boys uh-huh. and then going to the kitchen with the mom would be like hey mrs clark like do you need any help with anything and yeah. you're like helping her set up the snacks yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh my god patricia that's crazy your husband did what <laughs> that is a very gay for sure a gay thing i yeah. remember when i was in grade school my best friend ali ringdahl me and her mom would always like be doing that and always around the christmas time it was a tradition for her to make candy and I'd always go over there to make candy with her, even if Allie wasn't home or even like I would use Allie as an excuse to go over there, but then I would want to like make candy with her and just chit chat. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but which is <laughs> ironic because like me and my mom aren't close. So maybe it was like something with that. But no, as you say that, I'm like, no, I, that was for sure a common yeah. theme. Yeah. For me, the first thing that I'm going to do, I kind of put these in categories of groups, mm-hmm. um, but just the way my room looked, okay? These are some key key things that made me say, oh, yo, that's a fucking homosexual. <laughs> when I was little, I used to love inflatable furniture. Mm-hmm. That was so gay. From I don't... Spencer's? Yes. I don't know yeah. if, like... I don't know if uh, straight guys had inflatable furniture. And let me give that as I a disclaimer. It. Us saying we had this as younger kids doesn't mean that you're potentially gay if you had this. Okay, because gender is a construct. Let's tear it apart. <laughs> but I'm just saying this is a common thread between gay people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, inflatable furniture had a blue couch and a pink uh, like reclining chair. Did I have room reclining. for... Reclining. Literally, did I have room for any of this furniture? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, but you could deflate it. <laughs> yeah, but girl, you better believe I would be laying on that sweating. <laughs> Just my yeah, it's just like rubber. It. And as I was sitting there, what you would do is enter my room through a beaded curtain. Ew. <laughs> but it wasn't like beads. It was like silver shiny discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, almost like um, that Britney Spears cover uh-huh. where she's like standing in there and her head just poking out. Her she's oops grabbing album. on. Is it oops? Yeah. Yes. I think that was inspiration, to be honest. I was like, I need that. <laughs> and then once you come into my humble abode and sit on my... Um, uh, inflatable furniture you'll see um dancing lights on the ceiling because i had glow in the dark stars <laughs> on the ceiling of my room did you have glow in the dark stars i did yep mm-hmm. and then um, my glitter lamp would softly reflect <laughs> the glitter pieces. like a lava lamp but i so i had then that was my next thing a lava lamp but okay. the first thing i got was a glitter lamp oh. so a glitter lamp was just like square glitter pieces and when it heats up the glitter like goes up and down <laughs> and the light reflects off of it but then i felt so inspired i was like i need more I need more to set this mood. The drama. I need, exactly. Like, a glitter lamp isn't enough, okay, for this, like, uh, home reno (laughs) interior design project. 
So I decided to get a lava lamp. It, ha- it was great with orange lava inside. Mm. I did have a lava lamp at one point. But when you were talking about inflatable furniture, it reminded me of a velvet hand chair that I got from Spencer's. <laughs> and I like needed it. Like I wanted it so Wait, how badly. big was that? Huge. Right? And it's just a hand and, and you, sit, you sit in a hand, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I couldn't even lift it to move it. I had to like roll it kind of thing like it was so okay clockwork orange of you wow but it was like bright blue and it was like this velvety material and i thought it was so chic (laughs) and then on top of that i'm thinking of like you're like this is what the city boys have yeah like home decor (laughs) i was obsessed with the playboy bunny but Uh like not the playboy brand or like what it stood for represented or the product i just wanted like everything bunny like playboy bunny so i had like a playboy bunny pillow and i had like (laughs) What else did I have? I had like other like memorabilia of Playboy, but it was like, it was all the symbols and logos. Right, not like sexualness of it. No, not at all. Yeah, which is funny because like my dad had Playboy magazines on, so he had his own bathroom, like a work bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. He was in construction, so he would bring in, like, concrete and stuff a lot. So he would just go straight to his own bathroom downstairs, and on his toilet in his bathroom were, like, Playboy magazines, but they were flipped upside down. Um, Did you ever go in there and look? Yeah, like, I looked at them, but I had, like, it was almost, like, my interest was in looking in the magazines because other people were interested in Uh it. And I just wanted to, like, fit that. My interest lied in fitting in, not in looking at it. Um, You're like, yes, queen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all, yes, pat the puss. (laughs) (laughs) um but i just wanted everything i thought playboy was like so so in yeah well i mean honestly when we were growing up that that playboy bunny was like an in thing it's so Mm -hmm. 90s like i remember girls always wanting like their belly button pierced yes with a playboy dangly jewel yes you wanted your belly button pierced. yeah oh girl let's do it um let's go get your belly button (laughs) maybe not during like quarantine wait (laughs) why not i said wait i know why not yeah no because you won't be able to see it my stomach will just fold over it (laughs) Would you really get your belly button pierced? No. Oh, damn. No, absolutely not. I would I would tell you not to. My cousin had four belly button piercings at You're once. You're lying. Top, bottom, side, side. That is, no offense to your cousin, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that was in. But like for me with jewelry, I like it's minimal and subtle. Yeah. Kind of like everything in my life. Yeah. So that's why that stresses me out. Because I just see like big bar bells. <laughs> yeah. She had like dangle ones, jewel ones. But she had like what was in for her was and i was kind of into it which i guess goes back to the gay thing but she was obsessed with like cherries i was just gonna say (laughs) was it she had like little cherry like uh, like the bright red studs yeah we're gonna look back and be like remember when people were obsessed with pineapples remember when people were obsessed with watermelon (laughs) and that's our podcast literally our podcast (laughs) for me the next thing um growing up uh, this category is toys, okay? Mm. I wanted an easy bake oven so yeah. fucking bad, which is disgusting because literally you're like making, like, they could never sell that now, but you're making like baked goods with a light bulb. <laughs> and I remember first you seeing were. that and I was like, oh my God, I need that. But because it was in pink, I was like, I don't want to get made fun of. Then that motherfucking company was smart and came out with the creepy crawler critter oh, right. with the gummies. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. I love bugs. Didn't give a fuck about bugs. I just wanted to make that fucking chocolate souffle, but I could now because I was making bugs. She was a sous chef. I was a sous chef. Okay. Welcome to my restaurant. Come sit on my inflatable furniture. Feel the ambiance. Yes. Have a little piece of my burnt crisp cookie. But that was my shit. And then 
I remember uh, when I was really, really young and the Power Rangers were a big deal. Yeah. And like superheroes, especially X-Men. Um, three main characters is what... Three characters. These three characters are what I knew I was gay. Okay? Okay. Cyclops okay. from X-Men. When I used to play with that doll, I would always rub my hands on his wiener because Weird. I... Oh my God, his bulge like did it for me. And I was like six years old. So this Ew. is how I... Like, me and sexuality at six, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. But for some right. reason, I was so, like, my, in fixed, in, like, tr- like trans, transfixed? Infixed? Entranced. Entranced. Mm-hmm. You know me, always making up words. Right. I was entranced in his, like, bulge and his abs. Yeah. Same with Wolverine. Like, the hair, the hairiness. And the, he was, like, in a wife beater with, like, hair, uh-huh. like, plastic hair. It wasn't, like, actual textured yeah, yeah. hair, but just, like, kind of molded into the to the plastic that turned me on so much. And honestly, I think that is my sexual awakening because both of those characters, like that's kind of what I like in an adult boyfriend. Yeah. And then three, the blue ranger from fucking power rangers. Yeah. Billy, everyone liked the red ranger who became the white ranger. Well, red who became green, then white. White, Yeah. Fuck Tommy. No. Okay. All the straight boys like Tommy Uh because they wanted to be the lead. I love Billy because he was the real hero of the Power Rangers, okay? <laughs> Anytime there was a problem, Billy figured that shit out for mm, the Power Rangers. He did. Um, Triceratops, okay? Triceratops, give me that. <laughs> give me Billy, okay? And I was like, wait, what? And then I, right. I forgot that was his, like, his, <laughs> his ranger. Name, his alter like, ego, his, his yeah. drag name, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and he, when you push the button, his, like, I had the one where the head would switch. It's right, like, right, morphing right. time, you push the button and it would flip. Oh my god! Just thinking about um, oh my, I'm getting hot. Honestly, <laughs> Billy was the one. It was funny. I like, uh, I loved Billy, but I almost wanted to be Kimberly more, the Pink Ranger, 100%. because she. I always felt like they should end up together. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, like yes, and that, I, were you ever the Blue Ranger for Halloween? Always. Yeah. Three Halloweens in a row, I was the motherfucking Blue Ranger. Okay. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, I wanted a new costume every year. It was uh. the same exact costume. I don't. I don't know why. I was like, I need the new one. Yeah. But um, it's like spandex with like a plastic helmet. Yes. Mask. Yeah. Literally, it was yeah. disgusting. But I was idolizing the Yellow Ranger because, which you know what? Now that I'm thinking What's about it, what's her name? It, Trina. Uh, yeah. That's kind of racist, huh? Wasn't she played by? I feel like um, I feel like she was played by both Asian and black yeah. females, right? Yeah. yeah. She was Asian, I think, originally, and then they switched her to a black girl. Mm-hmm. But, like, why they got to make the Asian one Yellow Ranger and the black one the Black Ranger? Oh, what was his name? Zachary. Zach. I forgot uh, about him. I want to watch that movie. I like the one with the goo. I've been Ooze. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the movie. There was another movie. Mind you, I've been I didn't Ooze. see the new one, though. Okay, you're going to think I'm crazy, but Ivan Ooze can kind of get it. Ew. I know. I don't know why. Mm. Ew, that's gross. You yeah, that's reconsider. weird. But remember when that girl came out with the whistle when they got to the land and got their new power? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, another knew I was gay. I wanted to be her. <laughs> I wanted to be that whistle bitch. Yeah. Wow. Um, speaking of gay icons from when we were kids, you've already mentioned her, but Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I didn't want to have sex with her. I just wanted to be her. Be her. Um, I especially wanted to be her when I saw her. I remember HBO, we had HBO when I was a kid and they aired her Onyx Hotel tour. Mm -hmm. It was A, the first time I realized I wanted to be a backup dancer. I called it a concert dancer at the time because I didn't know (laughs) what the the term was. But B, I wanted to be her because... there was a moment during her song Breathe on Me where all of them start making out on stage and she got to make out with this really hot guy or I don't remember I don't remember what he looks like now, but like I remember thinking he's really hot. Uh-huh. So I wanted to like be her in that moment where like she gets to make out with him. 
But I mean, like almost even bigger than Britney Spears in terms of modern day success, the Olsen twins. Oh my God. Yes. They're um, detective movies. Yes. They're, they're um, all of them. Double, double toil and trouble yes. on uh, to grandmother's house. We go. Yes. And they're, yes. they're yes. Um, money that they used uh. to send out in their VHSs. Yes. I saved that money. I thought I was going to win a cruise with them, like, and get to meet yes. them. And I always told people I either wanted to marry them or two of my girl cousins. And that's what... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's how, like, not serious about women I was. No, that's I was white like, culture. <laughs> Midwest white culture. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, yeah. we get, we, like, get transfixed. Ooh, see, I remember transfixed on, like, women that are, like, strong, like, icons. Yeah. And we act like we're interested in them. It's like, nah, bitch, I want to be you. I want to be you, yeah. I remember going to Blockbuster and shit when we were young, and I would always want to get fucking Mary Kane, mm-hmm. Ashley Olsen fucking movies. Oh, yeah. I can't remember a single thing of what went on in any you of those don't? movies. You don't? Not at all. Oh, my God. Like, in they Double Double Toil and Trouble, they had, like, this green necklace that was, like, controlling. Oh, my God. I want to. I would rewatch that one. Have you ever watched stuff back like that where we thought it was the one, like this is cine- cinematography at its best, <laughs> and you watch it back, you're like, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's going back on. Power icon- Rangers would probably be that too. Now, going back on icons, uh-huh. in high school, I was obsessed, and everyone thought, like, oh, Brian could be straight because I was obsessed, but nah, I, wa- I don't know why I was obsessed with her, but I wanted to be her. Lindsay Lohan. I oh. was obsessed like with rumors Lindsay. Lindsay Lohan um like mean girl era Lindsay yeah, Lohan rumors. I thought she was the hottest motherfucking person on the planet yeah. I was like damn this is the bitch I want to be with be but be with you know right, in right, the closet right. um yeah Lindsay Lohan you don't want to be with her no moving on um <laughs> no I hope she's doing well but she was just in a um, parent trap reunion they really? did like a zoom call it was like her, Dennis Quaid, a few of the other stars from the movie. It was 25 years since it came out. Mm. That's crazy. Like her during that era, I wanted to see all her movies. I want to see Mean Girls, Herbie, Herbie Fully Reloaded. <laughs> um, what else? Freaky Friday. Yeah. Parent Trap. She was the one for me. I was like, yes. We're, yes. Um, she was huge. You know what's another one that I like idolized younger when I was young, young, young? Um, I was obsessed with Xena, the warrior princess. Oh, you could have had Xena. I wanted Xenon. Now Xena. Girl of the 21st century. Mm-mm. But Xenon as well. Yeah. That's a very gay icon as well. Yeah. But yeah, no Xena. Like, mm. what is it with gay people and female leads? Like, we love a good, strong female lead. We do. Uh, yeah. What is that? I think it's our, like, us being in touch with our feminine sides. And it's like, it's so mad. Like, it makes me so mad because, like, I wish I liked girls because I idolize them so much. Mm. And, like, men are trash. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> men are motherfucking trash. Yeah. Like, I am a man, but if, like, the world didn't have men, I think it would be a little bit better. Mm. Every war was started by a man. All this tra- dr- trauma and drama in the US is, like, men related. Yeah. I fucking can't. But I don't know why gay people love women icons. And that's, we like, sure do. generationally every time there's, like, a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I, Julie Garland. Judy Garland. Thank you. Judy Garland. Barbara Cher, Streisand. Barbara Cher, Streisand. Brittany. Madonna. Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. Uh, um, Taylor I, Swift now for some. Lady Gaga. Yeah, I Beyonce. feel like I feel like um, gays our age at least still compare themselves to which Sex in the City character they are. Really? Yeah. That wasn't my thing. Mm. I, I never watched the show. I got into the movies. Mm. Yeah. 
Like, I feel like that's another cultural difference of, like, white people. Mm. <laughs> that's a very white Probably. culture show. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to school age, I um, was always the teacher's pet. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that's, like, a gay indicator. Because it goes back to that idea of, like, always wanting to be with, like, my mom or like the dance moms at the studio where I like wanted to fit in with them. Like I was some like adult that could hang. Um, and my teachers like always loved me and they would like rave about me, but I would always, I I never wanted their praise in that sense. I just wanted to like be on the in with them. So I would like go to their class after school. And like, I remember there was one teacher I would always go in and I was so great at multiplication, but I would still practice my multiplication tables every day of her school. We'd get like extra credit for it. And I would like ace that shit and she would like praise me for it. And I loved the praise. <laughs> um, but more so I was like during te- parent teacher conferences, she would praise me to my mom. And that's what like really got me. Um, like I ate that shit up. Cause my mom would be like, your teacher loves you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like we're friends. Like, <laughs> We're best friends. Um, And there was... Judy? Yeah, I know. Me and Judy are great. Yeah, and there was, I think, my fourth grade teacher, who I'm now friends with on Facebook, and I wrote her a letter of recommendation for a job. You wrote her a letter? Yeah, because she was... She she had left the teaching business for a while. Business? She had left education um, for a while to, like, raise kids, and she found herself, like, wanting to get back into it. And as part of an application... I don't know if they asked for it or or if she was just trying to like add resources, Mm -hmm. but she got past students testimonials and like, because we had connected on Facebook, actually, you know, who's really good friends with her, Steve, the guy who made our stickers. Oh, no way. Um, but anyways, I remember there was a year again, I think she's my fourth grade teacher where we had this like guessing game as to what she was going to be for Halloween. And I don't know how this happened. I already knew what I was going to be for Halloween. And I think I just guessed the same thing. And she was. We were both cat in the hat. (laughs) If that is not the stars aligning gifts from the universe, I don't know what is. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we were besties too. (laughs) (laughs) I think partly why us gay kids like to befriend the teacher and be that way is I think we don't give validation from our peers. So Mm. we like strive to seek it from somewhere else. True. And (laughs) when you're friends with a teacher, you're like, I'm the best thing in this class, bitch. Bow down. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of grade school, I have quite a few things that like, Wait, set really, it off. Really Go quickly ahead. before we get off the teacher topic, did you ever have male teachers who you fantasized about? Always. I can't say always. There's one in particular who, like, looking back as an adult, I would never be like, oh my God, I'm so into him. Uh-huh. But as a kid, I was so yeah. into him. But there was only one for me. I had two Mr. Whittakin, sixth grade and seventh grade. Mm-hmm. He was my English teacher and then my history teacher. Mine was my English too, Mr. Heisinga. Gay, gay, gay teachers love English. Okay, but he was straight. He was married with a wife. But I, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Mr. Levitt, he was my fourth grade teacher. Mm. But I look back, Mr. Whittakin was more. He was like younger, mm. but uh, Mr. Levitt was not the one, like physically. But for whatever reason, I wanted him and I to be together forever. <laughs> <laughs> look at you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next thing is like grade school things that I was like really into mm-hmm. um, which I feel like scream I'm a homosexual um, making bracelets like friendship bracelets uh, I yeah. love braiding string that was my thing 
but you I guess, still do. Just <laughs> gonna say, in my adult life, macrame. That's literally what I'm gonna do. It's after just I... the fancier word for it. <laughs> for real. See, I was doing macrame before macrame was big, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I love braiding literal string. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would want to braid string. I'd want to braid girls' hair, especially when we would sit down on the ground and read. I would always want to sit by this girl named Ashley May so I could braid her hair while they read because <laughs> I loved braiding girls' hair. See, yeah. gay. Yeah, gay. We gay. Um, then on the playground. Swinging. Mm. I know that sounds so stupid, but like all the boys would want to get to the swing so they could like see how far they could jump off of the swing. But no, I just wanted to like spider with my best girlfriends. (laughs) Ew. You I almost asked what that is, but I know what it is. Exactly. I wanted to sit one way. It's like the kid scissoring. Literally. And we just wanted to like swing and see how long we could spider (laughs) for. That was like our jam. And then um, tetherball. Yeah, I loved tetherball. See? See? Tetherball was gay as shit. Me and this kid named Robert, okay? He looked like Lord Voldemort. We would used to play all the time on the tetherball court. And obviously, if you win your round, you stay. Me and Robert would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Our rounds would last for like hours, okay? The bell would ring. We'd still be out there in the hot sun. Be like, no, we can't go inside, Mr. Levitt. This game is for real, okay? But I remember like every time we would play and he would touch the ring, obviously you're out. Yeah. Or the string. Yeah. Obviously you're out. And we would go off. We would get so mad. So mad. And we were rivals in grade school. He was gay. He 100% oh, was, was gay. He? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, we would go back and forth. Interesting. Yeah. And then, um, did you ever collect gel pens? Yes. See? Gay. Jelly rolls. Remember those? Yeah. And then the ones that used to change like color. The iridescent ones. Yes. Where you would write, yeah. it would be silver, and then you would They had, like, limited it. editions. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Fucking love jelly rolls. And, like, yeah. I had so many jelly pens, which you Like, your hand would be, like, covered Covered. In yeah. And it's dumb because you can only write in blue or black. But I had like green, pink, red, silver. Oh, see, I got the packs of them more so literally to write on our hands. Oh. They were like kid tattoos. But remember milk pens too? Milk pens. They were like, you write on it with black, like you get black paper and you write it and it'd be oh, like almost like yeah. a pastel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then erasers. I don't know why I would collect erasers, but like er- I didn't do that. little tiny erasers. I think maybe it was a Korean thing because I lived in Korea, like mm. like stationary oh. things for whatever reason were branded <gasps> to kids and we love oh stationary supplies. I would get like little cutesy lunch boxes, cutesy like pencil boxes, mm-hmm. erasers, rulers, but I loved erasers because they would be like a packet of fruit fruit shaped erasers or a packet of like animal shaped erasers did they erase no they did not (laughs) but i loved getting that shit and like the ones that had like glitter in it gay um speaking of i loved getting school supplies every year Uh uh-huh and although i never bought them for myself because this would just like uh, scream raging homosexual but I was obsessed with Lisa Frank. A hundred percent. I loved like looking at like the Lisa Frank products yes. and like seeing what the girls had, like once we got to school. Well, because I feel like with Lisa Frank, when you look at it, you're like, wow, the endless possibilities of life. <laughs> like I can tackle life. There's nothing that will stop me. That unicorn gives me life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when sh- that unicorn is jumping over the rainbow into that waterfall of rainbow iridescent splash, you're like, I can fucking take on the world. <laughs> then you look at the stuff forgotten, and you're like, oh, navy blue or dark green you're mm. like the fuck bitch like that's not fun <laughs> and then maybe you'll get a camo and then you're like oh, right. i guess that's Ugh. fine right but so then worse. it's like camel orange 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 palette of camo mm. you're like oh that's the one for me you know <laughs> and that's the fun you had as a straight boy but as yeah. a girl like bitch you had the world was your oyster like nothing <laughs> could stop you with lisa frank yeah 
Did you play sports when you were younger? No, that was the next on my list, though. Oh. Uh, I did play sports. My parents signed me up for t-ball. Uh-huh. And then they took me out because my mom was like, they kept putting you in the outfield, obviously. <laughs> and she was like, the whole, she's like, we would look and you would be sitting in the grass picking the dandelions oh, in the field. Same. But she's like, you weren't ever playing, so we took you out. But then they made me play football. Like mm-hmm. Pop Warner football. And then football my first year of high school. I think it was just my first year that they made made me play how was that playing football your first year of high school i hated it oh i would hate it there too. was one time i was i was crying because i didn't want to go to practice so badly and i think because i like put up such a fight i was late like 10 or 15 minutes so they were already i almost said rehearsing they were already doing like jumping jacks and stuff in the yard the uh-huh. field and um i was like crying in the parking lot and i was like i don't want to go my mom was like now you're embarrassing yourself get out and I was like, fuck. So I had to do all of the warm-ups with my helmet on so nobody could see I was crying. Because <laughs> I hated it. And that's the gayest shit ever. I mean, honestly, that's a traumatic experience. Because, so like, traumatic. obviously you remember it years yeah. later. Granted, we can laugh about it now. But I know in that moment, that is so traumatic. Because you know, one, people already are outing you for being different and being feminine. Yeah. And then you crying kind of reinforces that idea that you're a weak-ass bitch. Yeah. And then three, having to, like, feel like you need to hide it and make up all these excuses as to why you're wearing your helmet and doing this warm-up. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how traumatic that was. I hated it so much. I think I've said on the podcast before there was a game where my our one of our coaches actually the one that i hated the most he was like the most strict and like hyper masculine i was like scared of him uh-huh. he came up to me he's like you really don't like playing this game do you because it was during it was just after um whatever part of the game where like they punt the ball across the field and all the players from one side run to the guys uh-huh. at the other end and everyone's just running at each other for the guy with the football yeah. and i prayed every time that ball was punted that it would not come to me because <laughs> i would either purposely drop it or miss it out of fear of being tackled at like full speed Uh but this coach came up to me after that because i was very clearly like trying to avoid the whole situation and he was like you really don't like playing this do you and i was like no he's like you can go ahead and sit out i won't put you in and i was like oh thank god like it was such a relief (laughs) um but i'm sure he was relieved too because he's like i don't want this kid on my team (laughs) yeah um but the reason that i didn't really play sports other than that because i played pop warner for a few years Mm -hmm. growing up um but that's when i got into dance Mm. like full time and so i was competing like all year round basically Mm -hmm. um so i think that kind of pulled the only reason that my parents forced me to play football my freshman year of high school is because i was going to a high school like 20 minutes away from my house in a district like that i had never been in because i went to a private high school and so they were like you don't know anybody else going to the school like it'll be a way for you to make friends yeah after the first year, I quit, and then I got into musicals. Perfect. Yeah. Gay. Gay, gay, Story. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I play, like, every fucking sport mm-hmm. that is traditionally a sport. You know, not every fucking sport. Like, I didn't play lacrosse or, like, water polo. But I played, like, the traditional oh. basketball, soccer, baseball. Um, I didn't play football. But I bring up sports because these are the two sports I wanted to play so bad. And to me, these are gay-ass sports. Um, I'm going to say them first and explain why I say they're gay ass sports. I played soccer heavily okay. for like eight years and I was actually pretty good for my oh. age. Um, I was always like on the top all-star team club sport. And because I grew up in England, soccer is like a really big deal, but they call it football day. 
And we would travel around uh, England, Wales, like Great Britain. We'd go to England, That's Wales, cool. Ireland, and stuff, and play other club teams. Yeah. And I was midfield. Would have, midfield was my jam. You know, mm-hmm. like I just like to stay busy and look like I'm busy. So I'd be running right. back and forth. And then um, defender was my other jam because, like, if I want to get lazy, you just kick the ball down the field. Oh, and it's right. like, you're wow, that was great, Brian. I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you. And so then. <laughs> Um, that was one. And then two, my second sport that I wanted to play was volleyball. And mm. a lot of gay people fucking love volleyball as well as play volleyball. And there's a lot of closeted gay people in volleyball. I say that firsthand because in college, when um I was in college, uh my roommate at the time was hooking up with the setter of oh, our yeah. volleyball team. And then all the volleyball boys were in our dorm, um, our dorm house. Yeah. And uh I think six of them came out later as gay after college. Yeah. But this is why I say soccer and volleyball are gay sports is because you can act masculine by playing sports, but it's not the traditional sense of like aggression, 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 contact. Like it's not one of those heavy loaded sports because even basketball is pretty masculine. And like, yes, it's like, contact ish but it's not as heavy like soccer is a contact list sport and volleyball you're not making contact at all other than with the ball or each other's buttholes so (laughs) with that said like sign me up you know what i mean and when i look back i'm like yeah a lot of gay people played soccer and a lot of gay people played volleyball because your parents force you into what a guy should be doing Uh a boy should be doing and those are the least threatening sports when it comes to masculinity and you can be good at it without like feeling like you have to perform like masculinity well that's why i said when i was in orlando i got so into tennis tennis is another gay sport um and we say that lightly just because you play those sports doesn't mean you're gay but a lot of gay (laughs) Um, (laughs) a lot of gay people play them sports it's funny because i actually had the two things on my list that I was going to go through next was um, being in dance or taking part in musicals instead of sports. Mm -hmm. And then when it did come down to sports, always wanting to play quote girl sports in gym. So like in my private high school, they would split like male and female Uh for uh, uh, like different segments of the semester. So like there was a segment where girls would play volleyball all like you know two or three weeks yeah. and boys would play like tag football outside and oh, i'm no, like ma'am. what the hell and there was a gay kid in my high school he was bullied a lot but he was able to get into the girls thing but i was like too scared to not to... not like out myself because i wasn't anywhere near comfortable enough to like even fathom the idea of coming out but i was like oh, i don't even have an argument as to why I, like would want to be in here overplaying so yeah but i did also love playing volleyball in high school i wish that we had the wherewithal growing up of these things uh-huh. where it's like gender roles and stuff like that like who gives a shit like mm-hmm. what I, I like that's my true belief is like as you grow up and like if you're a parent or whatever and you're listening i have no kids so what the fuck do i know but i'm like you don't need to put your kid in things that you think they should be just let yeah. them be what they want to be and then just tell them and re- reinforce like whatever you're doing just make sure you give it your all totally who gives a shit? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you could yeah. be literally could be good at anything, but yeah, it's, it, it's traumatic being in those situations. It is. I was thinking just right now of, um, you talking about like people being closeted in volleyball. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking of a friend of mine from New York, a flight attendant was in a gay men's volleyball league. Mm-hmm. And I was on a layover in Denver and realized he was at a tournament there. This tournament had like thousands of gay men playing volleyball. Yeah. There's so many like gay so tournament leagues. Many, yes, yeah. yeah. It's a huge gay sport. And my um, college roommate, uh, I think, is in a volleyball league too. We played intramurals in college. 
We were at number three. We got bronze in intramurals, so oh. I could put that on my resume. I think there was only like four teams, but <laughs> beside the point, they don't know that right, on a right, resume, right, right, okay? Right. And it was a six foot and under league because it wasn't fair for us to play oh, with people right. older because the intramural league in Long older Beach State. Taller? taller, sorry. Mm. My words are really fucked up today, huh? Um, it wasn't fair for us to play against the people who were actually like tall and good. They just didn't make our college volleyball team because we're Division One, which is really difficult. Yeah. And they would sign up for intramurals. And these motherfuckers like played volleyball. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they played volleyball. And ours was like, we were one uh, unisex. So you had okay. to have half and half. And then we were all under six foot. We were really bad, but I loved it. It was so yeah, much I fun. Yeah, I like that, that yeah. structure. I would love to join a volleyball league. I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to join a volleyball like league. a year from now when you can play again. <laughs> um, do you have any music choices that you feel like are gay as fuck? I didn't list any music choices. But I have a few, and then maybe this will spark some. Okay. This is where this, this standalone is what sparked this entire idea of this episode. Um, I was like, oh, my God. This is when I knew I was gay. Okay? This is the gayest fucking song, group, everything. Vanga Boys. The Vanga boys are coming. And yeah. everybody's jumping. Or yeah. boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. I want you in my room. Or, or Aqua. I wasn't a big Aqua fan because they had oh the one God, good Barbie song, but everything else was like not my jam. It wasn't very good, but I was still obsessed because I thought I had to be because of Barbie. Yes. But like both Aqua and um, Vanga boys, like the idea of like playing that character the world is endless to me. You know what I mean? Like I can take on, it's like that Lisa Frank effect where yeah. it's like Oh my god. That's what we should title the episode Lisa Frank Effect. Okay. <laughs> that's what makes you gay, the Lisa Frank Effect. Okay. But that shit, Vanga Boys, oh. And I was so in love with the motherfucking sailor of that group. Mm. Mm. And S Club Seven. Yeah. Bitch. That was a gay ass group. I don't understand anything about why that was a group. I know. But somebody just posted on social media, they were like, Do you think S Club Seven is quarantining together? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> S Club. Ain't no party like an S Club party. Show you how. Yeah. Um on the S Club note, I was a huge Spice Girl fan. And I like saw Spice World in theaters and I had like their their merchandise. Yep. And um I remember my cousin Abby and I we would make up dances to Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys. Well, I would make up dances and teach her and then uh-huh. we would perform them. Um, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. I was never an InSync fan growing up, but looking back, I really don't like Backstreet Boys and I definitely took more to InSync. InSync is better than Backstreet Boys. I agree. 100%. But growing up, like I went to a Backstreet Boys concert. Like I was so more into yeah. them. Um, I also like loved music that my mom loved, which was like 90s white woman music. Mm-hmm. So for starters, and this is absolutely carried over to my adulthood, but Celine Dion. I knew you were going to say Celine Dion. Um, but like there's a bunch of artists like you wouldn't know if I named them. Wait, name them. Bonnie Raitt, Amy Grant, nope, Alanis nope. Morissette. I know that. Alanis, you would know, yeah. But the first two. Uh-huh. Um, I love like all of that like white woman music. Like I still throw back to it sometimes in my car. No, thank you. I love it. <laughs> if uh, you... What was her name? Melissa Etheridge. Okay, I could, but yeah. she's a lesbian, isn't she? She is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you were a Spice Girl, which one would you be? Growing up, I always wanted to be Baby Spice. Mm-hmm. Looking at it now, I idolize Victoria more. Mm. Victoria or 
ginger, but I think ginger's a little too, like, rock and roll for me. See, okay, this is my thing. I've always wanted to be a scary spice, but I think she was too, like, comfortable and confident, and that was not me when I was a kid. Mm. Baby spice was docile, a Mm. little more reserved. That seemed like something I connected to, but I always wanted to be a ginger, a ginger spice, because just like that, like, not the most popular, but fun, quirky. She was in her yeah. own lane. I was like, you inspire me. Yeah. Okay. You're my inspiration. Yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, Sporty Spice, bye. And Posh Spice, no, thank you. Because mm. Posh Spice was like too prissy and Sporty Spice. Like, I didn't want to be that like dikey. You know what I mean? <laughs> their, um, their 25-year reunion is the next year. Is it? Yeah. Wow. They're talking about touring for the last time. Hmm. Like a farewell tour. Interesting. Yeah. You know what I did find out um, as an adult, what makes me gay? I mean, there's plenty of things that make me gay, but plants. I was going to say plant daddy. (laughs) Plant, plant, like indoor plants. That's gay as hell. Yes and no. I also think it's super hipstery. Which is weird because honestly, I never had an interest in plants. And Mm. then I bought one plant and I loved it. And then I started becoming a plant daddy. But then like, I'm realizing like, having indoor plants is kind of a trend right now mm-hmm. which is so not where i got inspiration from doing it it wasn't like i saw a video and was like oh people are doing plants let me try yeah. like i enjoy plants i don't know so it was weird because i almost felt like i like beat the trend and now that the trend is here i feel like yeah i'm like right on trend i guess but yeah i don't know plant daddy mm-hmm. that that makes me gay as fuck i love plants <laughs> what is it about plants I don't know. I kind of feel overwhelmed, though, because my plants are getting so big that I don't want it to be, like, too big. And I feel like I have to keep switching pots, and they just keep getting bigger Uh, and bigger and bigger. (laughs) But I think I'm going to start moving them outdoor, like, venturing into outdoor plants. You serve eviction notices to me and Brandon, because you're like, (laughs) I need space for my plants. Uh, This is for Beatrice, my uh, Montestera. Montestera. So, this one, I remembered when you were talking before we started recording about you and Chikara playing Tsum Tsum. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Yoshi in Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the game? I, I Yoshi love... Story or something? No, no. In Nintendo 64, when you got to choose your character for but... like Mario Kart. Sorry, yeah. not Nint- Mario Kart. Okay. When you got to choose amongst characters, I loved the idea of being Princess Peach, but she was the worst. Uh-huh. And everything else was like too masculine, like Bowser, um, See, Yoshi Mario, to me... Luigi, Wario. No. War- Wario? Yeah. Wario, yeah. Wario. Yo- Yoshi to me isn't a gay character. Yoshi oh, is like the sporty, so. cool kid character. You think so? Yeah, I think Toad is the gay character. Oh, I could see. That. I was a Toad. Uh, he was the worst though. He he was fast, but when you got next to Bowser or anyone bigger, girl, bye. Yeah, run right over. But yeah, Yoshi doesn't scream gay to me. He mm. screams like the cool kid, like the cool kids in school, in band. He would have played the saxophone. In ba- oh, I see. okay. Toad would have fucking played the clarinet. <laughs> Gay kids mm. play the clarinet. Do mm. you see that that string of line? Right, right. I mean, my best friend played the clarinet growing up. Is he gay? She. Oh, she. Well, Which should it, tell you even more than having a male best friend that <laughs> I was gay. <laughs> see? But like Bowser, the drummers. Mm. Right? Mm. Bowser, the drummers. Mario, the trumpet players. Luigi, trumpet players. Yeah. Okay. Yoshi, saxophone. Okay. Because they were cooler. Right. Do you, you, know, you right. see Swag. what I'm saying? Yeah. Peach, flutes. <laughs> Peach were flutes. Right. Birdo, fucking French horn. Oh, I was like, who's Birdo? French With horn. The coming yep. out of his nose? Dra- you know Birdo is a fucking trans? Mm. I said fucking trans like that was a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. But she's actually a trans character. Because it's a, it was a male character that started laying eggs and then put a bow on their head. Swear to God. Nintendo, oh, look it up. Nintendo said that they were a trans character. 
Um, but if you're listening, tell me I'm wrong about any of those correlations. Okay? Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I... Toad plays a motherfucking clarinet, bitch. I wasn't smart enough to test Indaban, so I'm not going to, like... You have to test Indaban? In our district, um, you had to take a test, like, basic, 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 like, reading music test. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I bought my own trombone because I, w- I played trombone. Yeah. Do you still have it? Even in high school, I played band. Do you still have it? Um, I think I might actually at my parents' house. Mm. I was third chair out of three. So that shows you how good I was. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I couldn't really read music fast enough. So what I would do is write the positions over the notes and mm. I would get in trouble, but I would just hide my sheet music from my band director. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Were there any other gay gay references? Yeah, I just had one last one. Okay, because I have no more, so we'll end on this. So we used to um, go to this salon called Bo Ricks. Mm-hmm. B-O. It was all one word, but it was like capital B, lowercase o, and then I believe capital R-I-C-S. And there was this woman we would always go to. Her name was Adrian, and she cut all of our hair. Mm-hmm. And she would give me my like highlighted tips, and like <laughs> I loved it. But I don't know why... I associate this with being gay, but I was obsessed with like sticking around the salon and like cleaning up the hairs, like the hair on the floor for like, I would sweep for like an hour while we were there all getting our haircut. I would like sweep the whole salon and I would like put it in the back for them. And I like loved helping tidy up. Like, I think it was the salon atmosphere of like, obviously I couldn't style anything, but I just wanted to like, again, fit in with the older women and like be a part of the social hour and like everyone knew who I was. Yeah. That, that actually brings up a memory and then we can end on this or whatever. Maybe this will keep going, but remember growing up with uh mcdonald's happy meal toys mm-hmm. and wanting the fucking girl toy Always. it would be like a stupid car from hot wheels or a barbie bitch i wanted yeah. the barbie every single <laughs> i had a barbie when i was younger and i would carry it by its head uh. it's, it's hair anyways i remember getting a barbie once and mm. my parents were like what do you want and i was like a happy meal and i was like but don't tell them i'm a boy i was like just see what happens i just think that would be funny like that's how i played it off and i was like please be a barbie please be a barbie please be a barbie <laughs> Bitch, I got my Barbie. Okay, I got my motherfucking Barbie. That shit had hair. I remember taking, eating my French fries, my chicken nuggets, being so excited. I got a motherfucking Barbie. I would fill the sink up with hot water and let that bitch go swimming because I loved the way the hair moved in the water. Oh yeah. Oh, see, my gay. sister's got a Barbie house growing up, and it had an elevator, mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with playing with the elevator. Oh, yeah. You would like mm. put her on it, and you could like clip her in, and then like. You would like, there was a little, um, what's this word? Button? No, it wasn't a button. Like a Lever? little, like a f- switch. It's like a little switch. <laughs> yeah, and not just, button switch. Right. Because that's, right, that's right, so right. different. You would like switch it up and it would be like, like so slow. My breath is taken away right now. She would now. go from like first floor to second and I was just like, what a dream house. Wow. Yeah. out this episode do you want to start us off with in season sure okay um i have been in the sun a lot over the past like couple of weeks and i forgot how much i love after sun lotion Mm. like banana boat or like even the target brand like the aloe lotion Mm -hmm. not the gel i hate like aloe gel 
But because I've been in the sun so much, in order to keep my skin, like, moisturized, I've had to use, like, really thick, but also specified to, like, sunburn kind of lotion. And I've been using it every day. Can't relate. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. I love the smell. Like, Anthony walked into my room the other day before we recorded. Uh Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, my God, it smells like the beach in here. And I was like, yeah. I it's do great. love that smell, yeah. but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never used smell. after sun lotion. I love the lotion. way that it feels. I feel like my tan is extended. I love it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy you're thriving. Thanks. Yeah. Make sure you're using sunscreen. Are you using sunscreen? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Actually, speaking of, I went to the beach with Matt and Matt's boyfriend, uh-huh. Russell, the other day, uh, the other week. Matt fucking put on my sunscreen. He's like, great, you're covered. I had zigzags all <laughs> over my back that I couldn't see. And they were like, wait, that's really bad. Luckily, within a day, it was gone. But, like, I am wearing sunscreen. But now I have to make sure that I get the rub-in kind. Do you wear spray. face sunscreen? Uh, well, there's sunscreen in my face. In my face. Oh, my God. Face lotion. Um, it's, like, SPF 30. So I put that on. But then at the beach, I'll, I'll put, like, actual sunscreen on you, as well. Just side note, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But don't use sunscreen with, mo- like, moisturizer with sunscreen because you're actually supposed to reapply. But you don't want to reapply your moisturizer because you're getting more moisture. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're sweaty, that's not good. But reapplying sunscreen, it does a different thing. Yeah. So they always say get a moisturizer and a sunscreen separate. But mm-hmm. do what you want to do. Mm-hmm, that's my mm-hmm, two cents. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, of course it's plants. Uh-huh. But I ordered... Uh, a trio pot from CB2 like months ago. Yeah. Um, CB2 and West Elm are weird with that. Like you can buy a lot of stuff off of their their inter- their internet, their website, but it'll be like back ordered for months in advance. Yeah. Like I fucking bought a rug from West Elm in February, mm-hmm. and I didn't read. I, wh- I didn't read when it was going to be delivered. Mind you guys, I it's still I bought it. It said delivery September second to the fourteenth. So I haven't got my rug, and I've got I've ordered that shit in February. So one month, literally another month. Yeah. Um, but these pots I ordered from CB2 like three months ago, uh-huh. and I completely forgot I ordered them because it was a gift card, so it wasn't like it pulled out of my bank account. It didn't, but they showed up, mm. and um, I'm not. I like really thick, leafy, like plants yeah but these pots the three trio things each pot has like a different design on it and i was like wait this would be kind of cute if i did like a cactus display on our Mm. table and so i bought three cactuses one being a coral cactus um then that one the best i do too a traditional cactus and then one that looks like a a miniature like cactus you would see in a cartoon realistically yeah um but i wanted to do like a feminine masculine kind of like hybrid so i got the coral looks like a vagina the traditional looks like a penis and then the other one looks like a ton of babies so i love it it's my favorite it's growing to be my favorite plant plant and i have in the house and like when i look out when i walk out and it's on the table i'm like oh it makes me happy and i'm like i don't know why plants do this for me but do you want to tell people what you did with that cactus regrettably (laughs) so the baby cactus uh i didn't realize it looks really soft but the softness is actually little prickles that get stuck in your motherfucking skin which duh it's a motherfucking cactus but i'm sitting there petting the thing because i'm like oh it's so soft then i look there's like thousands of little red (laughs) prickly things in my motherfucking hand that create a very itching sensation yeah And when you, like, move your hand, it, like, goes deeper into the skin. So I spent, like, 30 minutes with tweezers picking out every single little red thing. And mind you, I was, like, 
I didn't realize that it would do that. So I'm like touching the cactus, scratching my leg, touching the cactus, you know, wiping sweat off my forehead. And then I had like prickles in my forehead. I had prickles <laughs> in my leg. I felt like I was itching for a day and a half. But I love it. I yep. love my cactus. Good thing that one's sitting on our kitchen table. I know. We're, we we use that area the most. <laughs> our throats. Seriously. It just blows up. <laughs> but you guys, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you guys being here with us. Um, if you found any of the things that we said interesting or liked, the best gift you can give us is a review, a share, a subscribe, a rate, a follow. All of the above. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Fruit Snacks Pod. Um, and that's on Instagram. And then if you want to write to us about anything we said on today's episode or previously, or if you have any ideas on things we can talk about in the future or any guests you want us to interview, you can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And was there anything else you wanted to add, Shane, before we close out? No. Thank you guys so much. And we hope that you have a good rest of the week. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>